Let's see if he let's see if he recall um how to do this effectively. <laughs> well, what up I did? Oh, Welcome I, oh, to I thought I was gonna leave. I thought I was gonna leave this. Smooth. The boy has just gotten better with that progressively. And I'm Rod Smooth. Exponentially. Each week you are getting more prompt with the Exponentially. <laughs> so that means at some point I'll be godlike level yeah. in my introductions. Hmm. It's multiplicatively getting um higher, man. Welcome to the Best Friend Weekend Podcast. Uh, a lot of people have been hitting us up this week like, hey man, y'all going to talk about this? Y'all going to be talking about that? That means it's been a crazy week worth of stuff happening. It's just, it's just stuff week. And, uh, you know, we started putting our heads together and thinking about how we were going to do a cool show this week that encompassed the majority of the things that um, people are talking about right now and just kind of give do our white, take. Do, do white people make the news for scandalous stuff? Um, Yeah, and I think we, we're actually going to talk about one of those white people who are making the news for scandalous stuff this week. They just, they're just, the difference is, and uh, white people who listen, we love you, but I want you to listen to this very clearly. The difference is white people are allowed to move on with their lives after they do something scandalous. Even Mexican people. George Zimmerman's allowed to just go live his life. Um, maybe not. That's probably the worst example. But It's a horrible example. Let's go Aaron Hernandez, you know? He won't be able to live his okay, life Okay, I'm sorry, Mexican people. My apologies. But... Rest the, in peace, Aaron Hernandez. The theme... <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Patriots tight ends, not named Rob Gronkowski, because I really used to rock with Martellus Bennett, too. Good luck with uh, Green Bay. Um, well, the angle of that podcast, I mean, you, you, you lead right into it, Raj. The angle that we call it, and obviously we call it in this podcast, guilty even when proven innocent, and I think it's, it, it encapsulates that, that issue that we're talking about right now, or that I'm addressing at this current moment. Is that your past always comes back to haunt you when you're a black dude. You're never really innocent. Like when the court of public opinion says you're guilty, you, you stay guilty. And maybe a person like George Zimmerman, maybe I can go back to that. Maybe he is a good example. Because the court of public opinion has him as guilty. And that's pretty much across the board. But the actual physical courts probably aren't going to come back and send him to jail for something or try to hit him up like in the legal system again, uh, where I feel like a black man who does something, it's always like if, if the court of public opinion says you bad, they're coming back and they try to get you. They're going to try to get you. I mean, that's just what I'm thinking. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you are. All right. So let's talk about some specific examples. Can I start off with <laughs> the Pied Piper? Stick my key in your ignition, baby. Forcefully, I actually like the key. Don't really even fit. It's like a Honda key <laughs> that you're trying to put in a Ford. <laughs> you know, I think you it's a Jeep. Enough, though, it'll turn over. It reminds him of his Jeep, so it's it's a Jeep. It's but I don't know what kind of keys he tried to stick in the Jeep. Um, yeah, 
is key in their, in their ignition. You're probably right. So um, as we've all been hearing about the Pied Piper, I'm not sure how much uh, people have been up on this story, but you know, some I, the first I heard of it was that dad. Did you see the, the interview with that dad who came up there with the little earpiece and was talking about his daughter was being held captive? Mm-hmm. So he's a clown cake. And I just think it's funny because the, I guess let's just put it like this. I read an article by uh, this former Chi-Town like journalist, Jim Derogatis. So that's probably your cousin. Derogatis is probably your cousin. And uh, it's called Inside the Pied Piper's R&B Cult. And it talks about R. Kelly having a sex cult. I mean, if you got to have a cult, shouldn't it be a sex cult? I don't want to. I don't want a poison Kool Aid cult. So I think I'd much rather have a sex cult. Why wouldn't you want to have a sex cult? Um, and when it's just me, you know, I don't want to have a big, a big sex cult with me and you and, <laughs> and Blue. Would you and, and Jay, Jay, Harry, and Tim? Well, when you say, when you say, um, just you, just me. You mean just you and women? Yeah, I don't want to. Not me and Pamela. Me and <laughs> females. Well, so I mean, it's it's an interesting thing, but I think it's crazy because it's like people are coming at R. Kelly trying to trying to get money at this point about him kidnapping quote unquote girls. But if you look at some of these stories, the people they say staying with R. Kelly in these various houses are like nineteen, twenty six, twenty eight, twenty four. These are grown people who are of legal consenting age staying at R. Kelly's house. Now they saying he telling them when they could take a bath, when they could eat. He take their cell phones. He tell them when they well, can go the to the bathroom. That's oh, yeah. the kind of stuff an icon like um, R. Kelly can do, you know. Um, I don't think I would talk talk back to R. Kelly like recklessly if he was like, "Hey, hey, smooth, don't take a bath right now. I'm gonna tell you when to take a bath." I'd probably be like, "Uh," or I'm gonna probably take a bath. <laughs> I don't care what you're saying. You know, like, but like, if you tell me something like, hey, don't take a bath right now, then I might get a little belligerent, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay, he got a little bit of sauce. But I mean, his sauce is what kind of got the whole thing started. If you, if you listen, if you want to believe the stories that's out there, they're basically saying that, and I think you, I think you're going to be interested in this, and I don't know if you're, you're up on this thing, but they say that the majority of the girls who are there kind of started off in a position where they were like, their parents or them were like some little R&D singers, like in like about to be an R&B singer. And they went to R. Kelly for guidance, support. Can you help my career? Yeah, can you can you listen to my mixtape? And he like, yeah, I could listen to your mixtape in the backseat of my Jeep. Or I'm going to fly your daughter out to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and we could listen to the mixtape in my hotel room. And parents are like, bet. And then they sending their daughters out there, and then their daughters get wooed by R. Kelly and end up um, living in a little dungeon and him telling them when to pee. I guess I got two thoughts about that. One thought is, I wonder if all the little things that's living with him, like, is really secretly working on an album, like Diddy Dirty Money. Like, they, they about to drop a fire little R. Kelly, like a mix with R. Kelly on every song, and it's just going to make it all worthwhile. I think that, I think that would jam. And the other thought I have is, um, if I was a parent, like, would I bring my little daughter to R. Kelly? It's like, if my son was like, good at football, like, would I bring effect? him to, yeah, I mean, well, 
Yeah. Now? I mean, that's, they're doing it now. They're doing it currently. Like, I guess my question, like, if my son was dope at football, would I be like, oh, Jerry Sandusky, like, could get him into Penn State. I'm going to go drop him off over there at, at 14 years old for a camp because Jerry Sandusky could get him ready to play football. I mean, you know what R. Kelly is about. You know what that man about, and you still bring your daughters over there. Then you're getting mad, like the dad with the earpiece. You're getting that mad because the aura is um, pissing on your daughter. Yeah, uh, you know, um, I mean, you can't, you, can, you, I feel like you're somewhat justifying it a little bit. <laughs> it's, um, it's essentially like human trafficking. Like you're, you're. Oh, so I guess it's like pimping. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I guess the guy really just likes uh, variety, you know. Uh, if I was, if I was in R. Kelly's position and I was doing it, let's say the right way, and these girls were okay, um, I'd probably look into Mormonism, um, <laughs> or being being a Mormon. But, Big love, uh, huh? But you know, for the sake of what it is, I um, I would probably enjoy enjoy what he's doing if it was done for the. Done in the right way. For the culture. For the culture. <laughs> because the internet. So uh so yeah, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent mad at Arkela until I know the facts. I mean, but th- those are the facts that are leaking out. And I think if we go back like the girls are actually calling out on, on like on uh, making little videos and saying, Hey, I'm not being held against my will, but other like their parents are the ones coming out and saying they are because they're not calling out. I mean, I think but I guess to go back to our bigger theme, um these R. Kelly allegations have been out since I was in college, since before I was in college, actually. It was like 99, 2000 is when R. Kelly was originally peeing on on peeing on youngsters. Um, and what I think is interesting about that is, had R. Kelly have been peeing on these youngsters in 2016, 2015, he probably would have been in jail. What you say? You think so? No, I'm absolutely sure. Did you ever watch the R. Kelly sex tape? Yeah, I watched I watched I watched some of them, the ones that I can get on um on LimeWire before my my computer died of AIDS, <laughs> of uh of computer AIDS. Okay, and that's that was one of those videos where you try to download it on Napster or LimeWire or BearShare, and then you know, <laughs> jokes on you. Yeah, I mean, but that's the exact point that I'm trying to make. That it was a difficult proposition to download that video and watch the R. Kelly. I mean, nowadays, think about it. That R. Kelly, R. Kelly video would be on like IG. No, well, it would be a porno, absolutely. It would be a porno. And he would get convicted because people, everybody would have seen it. I think old people was, didn't really see it like that because they had to wait for that thing to download on BearShare. <laughs> on dial-up internet. Exactly. So, so I think the court of public opinion is like, you got away with that. 17 years ago. So we don't like that, black man. You can't live your life. And if you want to have a little sex cult, we don't like that. We're going to try to bring formal charges against you. Although it's black people trying to bring these charges against him. But they're not trying to let him live his life, man. That's my thoughts on on the R. Yeah, I think think, uh, as as, as far as legal issues, I don't think it's a legal issue. But I think it's something that he'll have to answer for in the... You know, and and whenever he meets his maker, um, <laughs> does he know? Really, Just because he likes yeah, some oh, kind no, of nasty no, no. sex, though. That's per, nope. That's not necessarily nasty sex. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna look at it in a negative light and say that he's preying on the weak. 
Mm. You're taking advantage. You're not. It's like, okay, go back to, let's go back to Darren Sharper. You know, like, oh, a really nice looking guy. Darren Sharper, why did you have to put, why Dope, did you have to dopamines. put. Dopamines. Date rape drugs in girls drinks like you're a very nice. Uh, Darren Sharp is somebody that I'll willingly admit looks better than I am. He's a very good looking man and he plays in the NFL and he's tall, dark and handsome. And you go to the club and the only way you can get girls is if you put dopamine in their drinks. <laughs> well, I feel I almost feel in the same light as R. Kelly. It's like, dude, you can go out, you can meet a wife, you can, you know, meet women. But you decide to, like, prey on the weak. You prey on the people that, that need you. Hmm. that are dependent on you for their career for their success it's, it's this lock them in no but that makes sense though because it's kind of like that same bill cosby stuff right like allegedly all of the women who bill cosby was um popping that pill on them so bill cosby's like a mix of Derek sharper and um r kelly they was coming yeah, to try yeah. to get into <laughs> they was trying to um they was trying to get into the industry like they were trying to be actresses, and then Bill Cosby was like, "Come up to the room. I'm gonna show you how to act. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna show you how to act." Yeah, like, it's like a, it's like a, a long term casting couch. Yeah, well, exactly. And I mean, so I guess with fame comes. I mean, but is doesn't that come with fame a little bit? That you get to have that casting couch. Casting couch wouldn't be like a big porn thing if it didn't seem like probably the norm. Like. You think about it, like Hollywood, they talk about that for years, that like people sleep around and move up in Hollywood and stuff like that. So if you're a person with a bunch of power and and um, respect, you could probably get away with a lot of deviant acts in that regard. And and that doesn't make it any better. It, it doesn't make it any, it doesn't raise the moral compass just because you're a, an important person, you but, know, in society. But morally right does not e- equal legal, legally right. And I don't think we're arguing that. I think you're on well, the... Well, R. Kelly yeah. and any, tar- any type of legal trouble. Well, the thing that? is, people trying to put them laws in his life. They're trying to make it to where it's a legal thing, but I don't think it is I, at this point. I can't say that if I had a daughter, I can't say that if I had a daughter, if R. Kelly stole my daughter from me <laughs> with his, with his, um, with his boyish charm, <laughs> that I would not be trying to put them laws in his life also. <laughs> I probably would be trying to figure out any avenue to get my daughter back. Okay. Okay. I think I still don't empathize with the dad because you could try to get any avenue, but if you, you got to watch that video. I need you to watch the video of that dad. Cause he's such a, he, he's, he's suffering from coonishism and he's on there really like, he's got the, he's got the shades on with a suit, like a big suit and like earpiece. Like he's like working for Whitney like the Houston. Same suit Josh Robinson daddy. Had on. Exactly. He had an earpiece like he was Kevin Costner in The Bodyguard. Like, he's sitting in there like, uh, Raker Breaker 1-2, talking about some, and the truth will come out. I just wanted you to introduce, like, his whole family was walking up spelling their name in the press conference. He had a little press conference outside of his, um, I don't know, church. I guess that's where they do things like that. And um, it just was, it was a bad look to me. It was just a bad look to somebody who looked like they were, um, they were trying to, trying to capitalize on their daughter's misfortune. Um, I had a, I had a talk with some of my homeboys before, and this, this became a heated conversation, and we were talking about who's, like, great R&B singers over the years and whatever, 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 whatever. And they were big. They're all over 40 years old, and they were all like Usher. Usher. I mean, I'm sorry. They were all like R. Kelly, and I was like, Usher. I was like, Usher is better than R. Kelly. And it became this big debate. And anybody over 40 years old was like jumping down my throat. No. I was like, no. Usher and R. Kelly aren't in the same lane. But Usher's like more, like he's 
the bigger star. He's the better musician. Like he's more marketable. I'm saying he's the better, just the better musician. Now R. Kelly's got cuts. Believe I could fly. He's it's R. Kelly. No, yeah, no, I definitely, I would have to agree with that. Like, I think that um, that Usher is t- is more timeless than R. Kelly is. Mm-hmm. More so though that R. Kelly is almost strictly an R and B artist. Um, Usher's very versatile. Meaning that he can he can appeal. I don't feel like I know a lot of white people that listen to R. Kelly. Yeah, you know, like they might know they might know my mind. Yeah, they may know. You know, like they might know yeah. they might know Bump and Grind because that comes on at two o'clock at every white club. <laughs> um, but they don't know they don't know you know the other cuts. Usher, on the other hand, has hits since he's been. I mean, Usher might have been twelve years old having hits. Yeah, my way. So. So they don't know. I think it's just people just fighting for their era. If you had people fighting for okay. like fighting with you, that's Jordan just LeBron, right? For their era. It's right, just, yeah. I, I, and I think I and I think I can go with that. And it, and it was a big fuss, like, but I was going in on him because I was telling him. But you see, me, I, I kind of have this like I like to draw these direct lines, and I drew a direct line from Michael Jackson to Usher to Chris Brown, and to a lesser extent to Justin Bieber. I feel like they're like the pop star singing, dancing marketable huge acts of our like last 30 years and i just fell in that usher time period and it wasn't or it wasn't r kelly r, r. kelly's r. not kelly even part of that the torch. he's part of that i don't know rick james luther vandross i don't know i don't know who <laughs> <laughs> right he part of he part of some other some other movement he's just not part of that um that lineage you know I just think in that lineage that Usher was my, like, whatever. I don't know. Do you feel like Usher was that for you, or do you feel like you kind of fell towards more the Chris Brown era? I 100% fell into the Chris, to the Usher era. Okay. I 100%. mean, but I think it's, yeah, I think it's closer in age. like a hybrid. I think it's a closer, I think it, their, their eras were, like, overlapped almost. That's why I'm asking. Because Chris Brown, I really love Chris Brown. Like, but I think that Usher was killing it for a while before Chris Brown like got into it but you know just curious but like the crazy thing is is I feel like if R. Kelly puts out his best album ever it'll go unnoticed if Usher puts out his best album ever a classic album right now we'll notice it he don't have to do nothing else like last week when I said Get Rich or Die Trying was the best rap album like probably ever ish Confessions was top three R&B albums ever ish so I mean, but I get your point, though. If he double back and did it again. Confessions was the one with Let It Burn. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess since we're on the topic, I guess that's why we're on the topic of Usher. Now, I know that's tasteless. Everyone's used the the little pun, Let It Burn, with Usher this week because Usher is um, going through his legal um, difficulties of burning these people. my question, I got I got a couple of things. And I, and I got questions. I always got questions about these, and I just want to know your opinion. Um, I think I got to know more about herpes just a little bit, because he allegedly gave this chick herpes, and then there was a settlement, or she's trying to whatever. But she said that... Well, I just want to... She said that she noticed he had herpes because she was doming that man, and there was a green discharge that came out of his helmets, and... She she was like, oh, no, what is that? And then he said he went to the doctor, and the doctor said it wasn't nothing, so she kept smashing him raw. I just want to ascend to the level of sauce that I could have a chick visually see that green coming out of my helmet and still gargle that nut up. Like, I don't understand, like, what 
his sauce must be very, very, very thick figuratively and literally that somebody would see that green coming out of him and still be like, bet. If I was Usher, I bet I can get a bitch to suck my green destroying comments. <laughs> In the same light as if I was R. Kelly, I bet I could prey on the weak. So you could have a sex call. These are these are celebrities and these are these are girls that are just trying to make it in, in, in life. And the girl probably said to herself, Hmm, you know that green probably isn't that bad. So what would you rather have? What would you rather have? Would you rather have not that green? In, in in your normal salary or that green in an instant one point one million dollar settlement settlement from a celebrity. What would you rather have? Ah man, that green. Man, and that's but it, hold, hold up. But it's here's very the thing, much, it doesn't what's matter. crazy is no 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 and I want you to come back to that. What's crazy is this goes back to like that point people always ask, what would you do for a million dollars? Because it's really right. what would you do for a no, million dollars? Yeah. yeah, would I would I rather live with like a dormant, you know, like occasional virus? That, that evidently has that green. I didn't think herpes that's had not, that green. I don't Maybe it's a form of green herpes. I don't know. It's, it's organic or something like that. So, um, all I can say is... Whole Foods herpes. A, yeah, the Whole Foods sprouts. Yeah. Uh, Trader Joe's. That's where he, I'm guessing that's where he got it from. Anyway, some people would choose... I, I just think... I don't think it would be 50-50 per se, but some people would choose to have a million dollars and have herpes. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. I might have to consult my doctor. I'm about can I live with it and what like, does? Am I look if I get if I take this if I take the deal, am I gonna be okay? <laughs> Are we gonna be you okay? Know? I think we're gonna and, be okay. <laughs> and she she essentially without doctor's consultation took the deal. Oh, can I can I tell you? Let me let me put this in in some other terms that I think you're gonna find equally as funny. The woman said, and I quote, while the woman doesn't claim to have contracted the virus, she's quote unquote concerned and claims she wouldn't have had sex with Usher had she known he was infected. So the chick's making this whole big spill about swallowing that green up. And then she still makes it a point to say, but I don't have a virus. I don't don't have it. But I don't have it, though. In case case another baller want to scoop me up, I got that 1.1. No, but you gotta I gotta say face. She can't just say a, face. You gotta be like, oh damn, Usher smashed me with that with that uh that dope dick. And um <laughs> that outside and, dick. <laughs> but 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 I don't have it though. I don't have it though. Like I just, you gotta say face. It's like not nah, Usher got it. I don't I'm not saying I have it, but he he but I might I might uh I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm concerned because he had it. But uh, I, you know, evidently, I'm gonna sm- I'm gonna smash somebody else and let them go to the doctor. <laughs> the number one trick. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the Fat Jewish. On on the Fat Jewish's Instagram page, it says, "You'll never have an STD if you never get checked." <laughs> well, that thing getting one point one, trying to get one point one for. No reason, then, evidently. That, that she ain't got that green. No, she's not trying to get one point one. Did she she's already, already get gotten? It? Oh wow! She's already gotten one point one. That's already a set. Like that's been settled. So that, it's just coming out that Usher paid somebody in a settlement. You know. So in, then everybody in, in who smashed situation. him over the next over the last like two three years gonna be popping up trying to get their loot. Yeah, then it's probably gonna be a class action lawsuit. Everybody yeah. will probably get ten dollars whenever you finish with it, knowing how many girls Usher's probably smashed during his. R&B career. 
Speaking of people who got herpes, um, or allegedly have herpes, we can we can move on from from Usher Raymond to Ron Mexico. Um, and Ron Mexico was back in the news. These you do you do know Ron Mexico? Correct? Ron Mexico is okay. I remember trying to order a customized jersey, Atlanta jersey, with Mexico on the back for with number seven, and NFL Shop would not allow it. So I thought that that was actually very player by NFL Shop to to shut down that kind of foolishness and being up on things to know people were doing that. So um, shout out to the NFL, but um, Mike Vick. Yeah, uh, Mike Vick had some some words to say about um, Colin Kaepernick. Um, the first thing we got to get Colin to do is cut his hair. You know, I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm not up here to try to be politically correct, but, you know, even if he puts cornrows in it, I, I don't think he should represent himself, you know, in that way in terms of, you know, just the hairstyle. Just go clean cut. You know, why not? You know, you're already dealing with a lot, a lot of controversy surrounding this issue. Yeah. I don't... He needs to cut his hair if he wants to... If he wants to play in the league, correct? I don't know, Raj. What are your thoughts, man? He needs to cut his hair if he wants to play in the league. So let's not... um. You know when you're trying to make a point, you forget about... If I say... If I say A, B, C, but you forget the fact that I said D through Z. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm so, listening. Um, if I'm saying the alphabet. So I, I think a nicer way to say it or a more... Pol- more politically correct way to say what Michael Vick said is that Colin Kaepernick needs to change up his physical appearance and he needs to clean up his image. Um, my whole thing with him giving some constructive criticism, if you will, to uh, Colin Kaepernick is that at least he's been there and done that. Like at least Michael Vick was that he had the braids, he played quarterback, he's black. Like he's he's if anybody were to give Colin Kaepernick some sort of advice. Who would you say? Who would you ask for it to come from? No, any any advice? Any advice on just how to conduct yourself? I I get it. I understand. You know things you shouldn't say. Some things are better left unsaid. But if there's anyone that has come before Colin Kaepernick, who would that person be? And you know you don't even have to answer that because it's Michael Vick. But I guess the, if you go back to our larger point of being guilty even when proven innocent, Colin Kaepernick didn't get convicted of no crime. I mean, Michael Vick did. So Michael Vick's giving him advice that you give an inmate, but he's not giving him advice that you would just give a, a like Colin Kaepernick has done nothing wrong. No, but you're jumping to the like you're jumping you're jumping to conclusions or or you're jumping in a place where I'm not even going. I'm just saying Colin Kaepernick is having trouble getting into the, and getting back into on an NFL team. Michael Vick at one point in his life had trouble getting back onto an NFL team. So what do you? So why don't you go talk to Vince Young and um, Jamarcus Russell? Because Vince Young never really tried to get back on an NFL team. It wasn't like a realist, a realistic possibility. Like it's a shame that Colin Kaepernick isn't on someone's football team right now. Vince Young, when he was done, he was done. When when um, Jamarcus Russell was done, he was done. Vic had another shot. Like yeah. Vic got another. Vic shot. could probably play this season if he wanted to. Honestly. Like somebody's so. somebody's yeah, backup. I don't know if you got a chance to see the AAFL yet. Nah. He's looking real good. He threw for eight touchdowns in the first game. And granted, it's mm. flag football, but he's playing against, you know, NFL former stars. And yeah. Whatnot. Anyway, 
Oh, I kind of like on a side note. I like how they're going back and like letting these older athletes compete in, in different, yeah, you know, with the baseball. Yeah, I mean, with the best big three and stuff. Right with the big three in the AFL. I, I and like I and I, I'm I'm been on this little. If we're on that sidebar for a split second, I've been on that TBT, the basketball tournament stuff they've been on with all like the European play, like the cats from the United States who play overseas, and they're in this big tournament, winner take all two million dollars. That's something you might need to check out if you're not on there right now. But um, so how I feel about Colin Kaepernick is I think that for the most part, um, Colin Kaepernick was I wouldn't I would never kneel for the for the national anthem. That's not something that I would do. But if that's what Colin Kaepernick felt that he needed to do, so be it. Cool. But that is directly correlated with him not having a job right now. Mm. Not only that, he got a. And I am not saying anything bad about it, but he got a big nigga fro. That's how they. That's how they see it. So do I agree? Like, yeah. Should Michael Vick say? Should he have said what he said? Probably not. But is it true? Just like I asked you last week, if you saw a beautiful black woman, chocolated black woman, and you just so happened to think that she would have looked better red. You know, would you would you say something about it, or yeah. would you at least feel that way? I don't know. I don't. I I, I plead the fifth on that. Uh, I plead the. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk about that. Oh, uh, well, not the beautiful black woman. But do you think that what Michael Vick said is the truth? Let me think that let me put it this way. This this how I think about it. I think that he's a 37 year old dude who's a hood cat who's been living in. A um, he's he's got a, a got away with being athletic and a very good athlete, and that's what's made him ascend to stardom. So he's had years to polish himself. But even when you have years to polish yourself, you don't always end up being polished. I think he's unpolished, and sometimes when unpolished people put a mic in front of them and they start trying to express their opinions and they can't articulate themselves very well, they end up saying cringeworthy stuff. We talk about this all the time about. It's hard to watch like a like somebody we know from like back in the hood just and they try to ask ask them to talk intelligently and you you know what I'm talking about when we'll start I laughing at like and we're laughing at somebody like damn dog like you he's trying to say something intelligent and it didn't come across intelligently and that hurts somebody like Michael Vick because we're in such a soundbite culture because Michael Vick in that interview went on to say a bunch of valid points about Colin Kaepernick and about like hey it's not because of his hair that he's not in the league. And, and I don't think what he's doing is wrong, blah, blah, blah. But they took that sound bite because he was trying to articulate something. And they just and we just ran with it as, like, Michael Vick is a coon. And, you know, black Twitter get on you, and it's really no getting off you. Like, they're going to they gonna ride you through the dirt, and they've been riding Vick through the dirt to where he had to come apologize and do everything else like that. But I, if I have to say something about Michael Vick, I'm going to say this. Do not come for Michael Vick. Michael Vick, along with, like, Allen Iverson or, like, the uh, – the black sports heroes of my generation. That's like, it's Vic. That's Michael Vic. Like, I, I, I rock with the Saints. All the way, New Orleans Saints. And Vic is still one of, was still one of my favorite players in the league when he was playing against the Saints. So that's telling you how dope Vic was in my eyes. And um, his problem is he was on Fox Sports 1. And it, like, why are you on Fox anything with Jason Whitlock? Um, I don't know if Jason Whitlock was even there, but I know Jason Whitlock would be on Fox Sports and, um, yeah, he shouldn't have been there anyway. I like how Cap hit him with that on uh, clapback though about the Stockholm syndrome. That um, you do know. Well, you did see that tweet. I'm gonna read the tweet. 
I mean, Cap just put it out there. He said the Stockholm Syndrome appears when an abused victim develops a kind of respect and empathy towards their abuser. It is named after a bank robbery in Stockholm when a group of bank employees were held hostage and developed a strong sense of empathy towards their captors. When this traumatic event was over, they even defended their captors by not wanting to say anything that might endanger their captors' freedoms. This usually happens because the victim sees the smallest act of decent behavior as an extracted event which makes them see their captors as essentially good. This way, they leave aside all the negative behavioral distinctions of their captors and focus on the positive ones. This syndrome is also called traumatic bonding or victim brainwashing, which I guess they're saying happens to R. Kelly's people. And I guess Colin Kaepernick is saying that Vic was brainwashed by the white man. Colin Kaepernick, nah. I mean, it's a decent clapback, but that sounds fucking stupid. Vic's not brainwashed. Vic just said something out of line. I'm... I'm Oh, long story short, I don't know if, if I if I express that well enough. Long story short, I'm with Michael Vick on this one. I'm not with Colin Kaepernick on this one. I think that Vick just he, they just picked a soundbite that he sounded a little off in the whole interview. But whatever, he can give him advice. I'm cool with Michael Vick giving him advice. Whatever. You know, people people get paid people get paid to like to like uh, improve other people's images, and I'm not saying that Vick should get paid to improve Michael Vick. Um, Colin Kaepernick's image, but all I'm saying is, is it, it could use if it look all right. If Colin Kaepernick wants, if his number one goal is to get into the NFL, by all means, clean it up a little bit. And I'm not saying clean it up by my standards. I'm saying clean it up by the NFL standards. They got they don't have one black owner in the league, <laughs> not one. No, you got sometimes you gotta you gotta play the game. You know. I get it. It sucks. You probably love your afro. You got good hair. Your afro look like you got bad hair. Just cut it. You know, whatever. Say say what you need to say to get back in the league. But if it's important to you, if it's important to Colin Kaepernick to continue to fight for his rights or whatever he's doing, to continue to be the person that he wants to be, to continue to, to, to put off the image that he wants to put off, then by all means... Do you? You know what I'm saying? No. But if you want to be back in the league, I think that there's a way for him to get back into the Well, league. I hear what you're saying, but uh, I'm calling bullshit on that too because we're not on the same page with this. I mean, we, we, can, we can agree to disagree. I think that what Vic was telling him was validity because Vic was just giving him his opinion and he had other things to say and they caught him in a bad soundbite. But I don't think for a second that Colin Kaepernick should have to cut his hair to play in a white man's oh, league no, the no, way no. you're trying I'm to say it. I'm not saying should. Nope, nope. You're saying should. I'm no, not even saying no, he's, no, no, no. but you just said that if he valued, no, you just said if he values playing in the NFL and that's his highest priority, then he should consider things like being presentable. Like you just gave me the stats on no, no black no. owners being in the league. So what was the point you were making then? No. I think we, so, okay. So I'm let me, I got I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to press on what you just Go ahead. responded to me with. Hey. You said, I don't think that Colin Kaepernick should have to cut his hair. Okay. So killer word should. Okay. All right. Well, all right, then then you give me what you're going to say without the word should. Well, I think he, without the word should, I don't think he, I don't think he should be in a, in a position to have to even think about that. Like, I've been in a position at work. I don't think he should either. Well, but your point, that the point you just said was if, okay, so what are you saying as far as him I'm trying to continue his career and Vic's advice? I'm saying that he could increase his chances of getting he on could. the NFL team by cutting I'm his not hair, he should by cleaning up his image. I don't think oh, Vic was God. saying cut, cut your hair, and then you'll be in the league. 
No. He's saying clean up your image and you'll be in the just league. Kinda but how is his like, image I'm, dirty? His image is dirty because he kneeled for the... Dirty. Well, you just no. said, well, how do you clean something not that's not dirty? It's dirty? Like, you're trying to put me on the side of the NFL owners. No, I'm telling Colin Kaepernick, per se, and I know Colin knows this because he's, he's a smart guy. He's got, he's got an agent. He's got probably a PR person. I know... I'm saying if he wants to, then he can increase his chances. Well, I just don't think that it's something. Yeah, and I get and I get you. Maybe if your point is just that by doing that, by um assimilating and saying, okay, all of a sudden I'm going to be clean cut. I'm going to cut my hair. I'm going to act right. I'm, I'm and not and act quote unquote right. Quote unquote right. My point right? is, then then he's going playing the game and he'll have a larger chance to get back in the league. Yeah, I guess you're right about that. But I just think that there's no way. There's no way he should bastardize his or even like. There's no way that he should step back on his strong social commentary because I feel like it's needed. And I mean, I've been in a job before where a, a boss has said something like, "Oh, something you might want to cut that beard." And I just looked at him like they was stupid. Like, no, I'm not cutting my beard. How about that? How about I can do my job plenty effectively, looking however I want to look. And and okay, so maybe we're not as far off in the opinions I thought you were. No, we're not because you you were using the word should. And okay, what do you, if I say Colin Kaepernick should cut his hair? No, you saying Colin Kaepernick I, could cut his hair, and that I'm would. I'm saying if he if he cuts his hair, he may if he cleans up his image, and I hate to say that because I'm not saying that his image is dirty, but I'm just saying if he just cuts his hair, you know, whatever, do whatever, like just dance a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Dance man. with a man a little bit. Then you'll probably be back in there. Well, guess what? If, you're, if, the, if the, uh, the, if the soapbox that he's standing on is of reform and of um, empowering people and kind of of social social justice, then he better not tap dance because that goes against every 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 everything that, he believes everything that he's standing for right now. And, and I'm okay with saying. Colin Kaepernick never playing a down of football again if he's standing I, by what he believes in. But I feel like he I, it sucks that he would be punished punished I, by I, I by getting away from the game that he really um he really he really likes. I mean I agree with you. I don't think that those I don't think that those billionaires are going to allow Colin Kaepernick to come to any one of their 32 teams just to be a um a mortar. Okay. Just to just to just to be an example of of everything wrong in in America like just to show everybody up. No, he's not gonna. They're not gonna let him. They're not gonna let him do that. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm so happy admit, that um, earlier in the year that when the Saints were were kicking around the idea of picking up Johnny Manziel, we did not do that with Colin Kaepernick still out there. That would have that would have been a black mark on the Saints for me. Like this year, it would have. I would have hated that if we'd have picked up Johnny Manziel with Colin Kaepernick still in these streets. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you might have look. Okay, I'm, we're not gonna. We'll talk about football, but we look. You, you uh, we can talk about that another time. Football season's coming up um, later, but since football's still on, you man, um, OJ's back. OJ, he's not back yet. But I heard Jamel Smith and um, Jamel Hill and Michael Smith talking about this. They said that the media stood still on Thursday to watch the OJ hearing. Did you stand still on Thursday to watch the the OJ hearing? No, I think my my I don't have any grandparents, but I think that when when OJ when OJ went through his first legal issue with with the with the murder, that's when the media stood still. Absolutely, the media may have kind of walked slowly <laughs> this time around. Um, well, I remember when I was at Bell Place. Um, you I don't know what you were you were you were probably at Daspin at the time when I was at Bell Place. Uh. 
Just FYI, I never went to. Oh, you didn't. You weren't a dinosaur. You was at you was at Calais. No. no, where'd you go from? Where'd you go from middle school? I mean, um, under middle school. Uh, I went to Epiphany Day School. Epiphany. And then I went to ESA. Oh wow! The things you find out of people about people while you're currently doing a podcast. Um, this podcast is brought to you by the Daspit Dinosaurs. Um, you just got a shout out for no apparent reason. Um, I was at Bell Place. And we were in class, and they showed. You know, they used to have Channel One in the schools, where Channel One would come on every morning, and we'd watch mm-hmm. like whatever was popping in homeroom. And um, when the OJ verdict came on, they put on every TV in school and allowed the kids to watch the OJ verdict. When I was in middle school, um, in retrospect, I just think, like people would say that like all the time, like where they were, what they were doing. It's cool that they like. I mean, it's that's that was some foresight and that was kind of dope by our school to allow us to watch the oj verdict as like kids we didn't know what we were watching but we knew we were watching something important i remember being in class and all the little white girls started fucking crying they were like holding each other and crying in the classroom when they said not guilty and the couple black dudes who was in that class with me we was like we was millie rocking like we was hype i don't know if we were millie rocking we might have been tootsie rolling possibly probably tootsie rolling but we was wow. we was why turned you, up. Now why would you? Why were you turned up? Yeah, it's because because of the um because of the social implications. I, I mean, I, I knew it at the time. I didn't know it as well as I know it now. At the time, I didn't know why I was so turned up. Now I do. At the time, I just was because the black man got off and then he got a fair trial. Like that's really that's it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You, you're making a face. You have something different to say about that. You don't think OJ got a fair trial? No, I'm not saying that I don't think he got a fair trial, but I know if if um if the evidence all the evidence points to the to the to justice be to OJ Simpson being guilty and he ends up not guilty, and I truly believe that he was guilty, that's no reason for me to celebrate. You were you were like nine years old. You didn't have any concept of that at the time. Uh, I didn't. And, but I, but just I was like, all the evidence. So my point. Also, you OG knew that when you were nine team. years old, you knew that no, all of the evidence pointed towards. I know it now. I know it now. I need you to relax. So, but I know no, I'm, 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 But we're not. We're not. We're not arguing about, or we're not even discussing how I feel about it now. We're discussing what you asked me a question. I felt about, about it why then. I, I turned up. Why I turned up about it when I was twelve or thirteen years old. I turned up about it because the black man got a fair trial and he got off. In my household, it was made very clear when we discussed the O.J. Simpson thing that it wasn't about guilt or innocence. Because if O.J. can't get a fair trial, then guess what? A lot of black people can't get a fair trial. In, in, in America, we're looking at the American justice system. And in the American justice system, we're really just, we, we've been in a place where, think about this from the, you got to really think about the big picture. Early 1900s, 1800s, a black man like Emmett Till, what, he, he whistles at a white woman. He doesn't get a fair trial. He gets lynched. Like, so-and-so, like any, like Muhammad Ali or some other, like people, black people go to jail. Black people get um, disproportionately convicted of crimes that they may or may not have been committed because of juries being biased to black people for ages. This trial was more so about can the most popular famous black man, one of the most famous black men in America, even can he even get a fair trial? And him getting off was more like, OJ got it. It was, a, it was at least a fair trial. Because you couldn't say, like, if he would have got convicted, then we would have all been like, well, black America would have been like, no, it wasn't a fair trial. But him Just not... because he got convicted? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I mean, I don't like. Have you so ever, then there's you no watched... such thing. So a fair okay. trial equals equals. Don't so now we can now we can now we can shoot it to to the here and now because I'm finished talking about why as a 12 year old I did. Now we can talk about why as a grown ass man that I can tell you that I don't guilt or innocence really doesn't matter like in the in the big picture of it because in the American justice system you said this earlier you only answer in the God at the end of the day right like at the end of the day you got to answer to God. The American justice system of saying that 12 people get up there, you give them some evidence. And if the evidence to you, to Roger says that, um, that OJ did the crime, and we're not even gonna say OJ, this, this other dude, um, let's R. Kelly, we're on the R. Kelly jury. The evidence says to you, Roger, that R. Kelly did the, um, the crime. But to me, Alan, I'm like, no, it doesn't. So we just get to sit up there and make this determination. Neither one of us know. And we all interpret information given to us by lawyers and during the courtroom as like, how we interpret it. I felt like OJ's, in retrospect, OJ's defense team did a better job than the prosecution. So it was a fair trial because I feel like they put out a better version of events that was reasonable doubt that the jurors bought. So they won the case. So, yeah, I mean, it was a fair trial. I mean, whatever. An unfair trial would have been 12 white women on the jury saying that OJ did it just because he, because a white woman got killed, got allegedly killed by a black man. What if it was 12 black men that said OJ did it? That said OJ did it? I don't think 12 black men would have been on that jury saying no, OJ no, did no, it. No, 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 no. Why, why can you make your example about 12 white women? I can't make my example about 12 black men. If it was 12 black men on the jury who said OJ did that it. said OJ did it. Then guess then what? I, then guess what? At black America would have been cool with it. I'm sure I said, of black I guess people. I'm, I guess that makes me a little bit more okay with whatever. I, I don't know. I, I know this whole... I remember seeing an episode. You know I'm an avid an avid follower of Family Guy. And mm-hmm. There was an episode where Brian was sitting on the sofa with his black roommate um, during the OJ Yeah, trial. I saw that one. You saw that yeah. episode? And then where... One of them was like, damn. He's not guilty. <laughs> yeah, and Brian was like, what? And then the, the black... This black roommate was like, you know, Yay! And then they pointed guns at each other. And was like, I think we need to find a new roommate. Yeah, I never understood that. I never understood that. I don't. I don't look at things. I don't look at every single situation. And even even this this highly publicized, super important situation, I didn't look at it as black and white. Oh, if well. OJ did it. Oof. If OJ did it, and I believe OJ did it as a citizen, as a citizen, if I believe OJ did it, if I'm looking at it and I'm I'm making my determination as a lone citizen, not as black America, and I truly believe that OJ did it, I don't have anything to celebrate about. And I'm not saying if you think OJ didn't do it and and you're saying, okay, great, the evidence didn't point to OJ. I I think this, not black America, I, Al, Antoine, or I, whoever, don't see it as Al, as OJ did it. I'm sorry, didn't do it. And then he got off. Then that's something to celebrate. I don't know how you my, felt about my, okay. it from a guilty and, and a and not guilty perspective. It, I don't know. The, the popular really culture, the popular culture, has led us to believe that X amount of years afterwards that OJ probably did this crime. Like that's what people. It's it's pretty. It's pretty much a commonly held belief amongst American citizens that OJ did the crime. But when the trial was happening. Before the trial started, 69% of white people thought that OJ was guilty and 62% of African-Americans thought that he was innocent. When the trial was concluded and they were about to say the verdict, 77% of white people thought that he was guilty. So more people were like, yeah, he's actually, the the evidence has shown me he's guilty. 
And like 72% of black people thought that he was innocent. So more black people were like, nah, the evidence has shown me that. So there was still like 23% of white America that felt like OJ was innocent. And there was still like 28% of black America that thought OJ was guilty. So it didn't just break 100% over racial lines, but looking at that evidence that's, that's and being as close to 100% of racial lines as you're going to Well, have. I mean, okay, so like the, any time. Well, but either, either even with that being said, I'm just kind of of the of the mindset that if you like really go watch one of those OJ documentaries, the defense team pointed to the fact that they were doing things like taking OJ's blood samples like the the um the the medical examiners and then brought them to the crime scene. Like why on why in the hell would you do that? But but what it does is allows the defense team to say, dog, no wonder his blood is all over like they brought his blood to the crime scene. Like why would they even do that? They're handling stuff at the crime scene. Like the, the video footage has them handling stuff at the crime scene with bare hands, no gloves. Nicole Brown and and, and Goldman, they get killed, they go put blankets over them from in the house, in the cold house over them. Cutting, yes, OJ be at the house. He be living at that house. He be going smash. Cutting his DNA and stuff is all over these blankets y'all threw over the body. It was sloppy as shit. So even if we can say that maybe, I don't know, we don't, like, because nobody knows who did it, but you can paint a picture to say, hey, look, all this evidence that y'all saying is evidence is evidence because of these things. So when you start kind of adding them all, it, it, it adds to that one word that in American justice has to be a thing, and that's reasonable doubt. And the reasonable doubt was enough that the jurors said, hey, man, we can't say that OJ did this. We didn't, I mean, and I think our title of this podcast is a little um, misleading because we said guilty even when proven innocent. I don't, I don't think he was proven innocent. He just was proven not guilty, and there's a difference there. They just didn't think he was guilty of the crime. There wasn't enough evidence to say that he was guilty. The funniest thing, not the funniest thing, it's not funny at all, but uh, I had been reading. I just wanted to go ahead and research some mm-hmm. more while, while you were on your spill. Is that uh, while I was, was talking truth, that, you wasn't listening, but that's fine. There was a, you, you'll there be was woke some, one day. Definitely was definitely you'll listen. listening. But there's some people that was um that was actually under the under the uh, assumption that O.J. Simpson would confess to his murder during his parole hearing. There's some people that really thought that. Um. <laughs> How stupid did it? There's no statute of limitations on murder. Man. I mean, yeah. No, I think I think it's dumb too. I think it's dumb too. There's some, but there's a bunch of a bunch of great sources. Supposedly, his agent said that he admitted it. A bunch of stuff happened. I don't yeah, know. yeah. You got to be careful with the internet. You know, like you, you you read some things and you can just put whatever you want out there. But um. So was it right nah. for them to go back at him and get him? Because you know what he was in jail for stealing his own memorabilia that was like his stuff that supposedly was repossessed in some kind of way, and he went over there. Like, you should have heard the video. It was like, yeah, Jack, sucker, I'm here to get this stuff back. And he had, like, gun. It was like, it was real some 70s exploitation film, him in there trying to um, get his stuff back. So that's why he'd been locked up for 9 to 33 years for, 33 years for the um, 33-something um, counts. Of, so I don't know. They, it was all kind of symbolism in the in the numbers of, of, of a sentence that they gave him. They were trying to um, really stick it to him for the. But that goes back to the thing. You do something in America— they think you did it, even if the, even if you're found not guilty of it, they'll find a way to bring it back up, and I think that's just kind of my theme there. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay on that soapbox. I'm not you know what down. I think is also funny. What's funny about America, like just funny about society, is that if I go and I murder somebody, please don't. Like, if I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that type of person. 
But anyway, <laughs> if I go and I murder somebody, and I'm gonna go and tell my lawyer, "Hey, I murdered this person." Like, I need you to make sure that I don't go to jail. And that's right. And people do it all like, the time. Like, that's so crazy. Yeah. Like, I think mean, that's the craziest thing in the world. It's like nobody's honest. If you like, watch Power, that's this, really honest. This dirty lawyer, like, cause you gotta be dirty. That's why I could never be a lawyer. This dirty. Shout out to all lawyers out there. This podcast this is brought dirty, to you by lawyers, dirty and clean. Both all of y'all. <laughs> dirty lawyers have to go and sit in there and defend somebody that they know is guilty. I'm not saying that OJ is guilty, but OJ may have told his defense team, hey, I killed that woman, but I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> and, and y'all about to get $10,000 a day to make sure I don't. Exactly. So that's the craziest thing in the world. And yeah. That's the reality of it right there. I guess if I was trying to make a point, that's the point that I'm trying to make that if OJ did it or if he didn't do it, whatever it is, but I know if he did do it, he wrote a book. He went to trial to lie. <laughs> like, he went to trial to say, I, 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 I didn't know Hey, man, listen, if I murk somebody, I'm going, I'm going lying too, though. I'm not trying to go to jail. Okay? Like, what's, like, like them cops be telling these people in the first 48, hey, man, just be honest with us, man, and we'll work with you. What you mean you're going to work with me? You're going to give me 12 years? You're going to give me 12 years instead of 20? Isn't that funny, though? Like, I mean, when you want to be like, uh, like oh, I'm real, you know, like all of this stuff that people claim to be, and it's just like, oh, well, nah, he killed you. I'm going to lie. Like, I'm going to blatantly lie. <laughs> I'm absolutely like, I'm gonna lie. like, that's one of the worst things you can do. Like, yeah, like, look, hey, did you take, did you, did you take your, your, um, your sister's toy? Yes. Did you do this? Are you sharing? All of these things that you learn as a kid just go out of the window. <laughs> Did you take this person's life? No. No. Man, Jay-Z better watch out because the juice is about to be loose. And uh, and he, he heard that fo fo fo. He got something for you. But I mean, really, just OJ Lil, he lived a life of about five different niggas and took the life of at least two. But like the thing, <laughs> he, he didn't been a star athlete. He didn't been an actor. It's been like a little reality. He gonna be a reality TV show star when he get out. Absolutely. Is that what you think? I don't think OJ OJ doesn't have enough luster around him anymore. Like he will. We don't forget. Like this he OJ will. thing is gonna be. No, it's like saying Jim Brown. Like nobody. Like Jim Brown did the same stuff. Like nobody cares. Jim, about Brown, Jim Brown never murdered anybody. Neither no, did OJ. Anybody, but, but go OJ, ahead. <laughs> maybe OJ is nobody's gonna pay attention. He's not gonna host. Uh, a game show or anything like that. He's not going to be on Family Feud. He's not going to replace Steve Harvey. Like, he's just going to be, oh, OJ got out. All right, cool, bye. Like, that's what it's going to be. Hopefully. I think the next thing that we hear from OJ is, and God bless his soul. OJ's in the hospital. OJ is, OJ is, OJ has passed away. That's the next thing that you'll hear from OJ. Hey, we're going to have to put a small wage on that because I feel like, I feel like the way, how me and you could just pop up and have a podcast and we're nobody, there could be the OJ cast. And I feel like if OJ was on IG with the OJ cast starting next week, people would listen to it just to find out if that man was going to say one day. And yeah, and when I murk them people. It's going to be widely, widely viewed as taboo to listen to an OJ podcast. But you know what's crazy? I guess, you know what, like, just to kind of support what you're saying, it was widely viewed as taboo to listen to Howard Stern at one point in time. So, you know, I I remember watching the movie and, and they said people that hate, people that like Howard Stern watch him because they don't know what he's going to say next. Mm-hmm. People that hate Howard Stern watch and listen to him because they don't know what he's going to say next. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't think OJ is the same guy. I think OJ is going to literally 
wisp away. Well, into well let's see. We're going to play it by ear and see what happens with Orange Hall, James Simpson. But since we're pushing up at the last time, let's talk about your guy. You definitely said you wanted to talk about one of your favorite um, SEC former head coaches at this point. Let's see how the justice system might work for um, our Caucasian buddies. You had a cool best friend weekend um, hat last week, man. Our cool Caucasian buddy. <laughs> Condescending? <laughs> I didn't say little Caucasian buddies. <laughs> um, oh, my God. We do have – we were just talking about our um, <laughs> our loyal listeners, and we do have a few Caucasian buddies that are loyal listeners. So, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay um, rocking the mantle of the one that the, our cool Caucasian buddies say, hey, hey, Raj, you need to um, – you need to temper down that other guy. He's got always some bad things to say about uh about us white folks. I'll tell you this. I actually I actually got feedback from just <laughs> you know our differences, um, and they definitely like the fact that you're on, you know, like you're a Black Panther, and I'm a um, I'm I'm actually more moderate color. than most people, but you'd be surprised. You're closer to Black Pantherism than oh, I. Oh, oh, absolutely. So let's talk about. I mean, you know, we're talking about um Oxford. Oxford, Mississippi, you know, with the Confederate flag school. Yeah, them. You're, sure, I'm sure our loyal listeners are going to love that. <laughs> Even yeah, though we actually have a loyal listener. Shout I out know. to Hunter Traffica. Is it, is it, is it, bar, is it, is this podcast brought to you by? This podcast is brought to you by Hunter Traffica. Okay, cool. Hunter. If you're hearing this, if you're hearing this podcast, send me my old Miss hat. You, he, but yeah. Raj made a best friend weekend hat. That's Ole Miss Colors with the red B on the Best Friend Weekend, and it was pretty dope. So just thought that a shout-out to that hat. Um, and don't forget to get your Best Friend Weekend memorabilia. We're we we, we going to be pumping them out of the – what's the name of the mall? The uh, Park Meadows Mall. This podcast is brought to you by Ant in the Park Ant. Meadows Mall. Getting us some good um some good deals on best friend weekend hats that we about to have flooding the street. But anyway, and we can't forget about our our home our new our, our only follow. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by uh, DJ Hardaway. DJ That's Hardaway. DJ Hardaway. With his cool haircut. haircut. Yeah, I've ever seen in my life. And his um all black party. He was on them bitches. That's what he told us he's about to be. But let's get to Hugh Freeze, yeah. man. The former's coach of Old Miss was caught. On a university-issued traceable phone, dialing adult escort services, and uh, yeah. I think the only thing about Hugh Freeze, the only thing that I see that's like, you know, crazy about the situation, well, I guess two things, is that you're doing it on your company-issued phone. You know, a university is essentially a, a, a business, so you're doing it on your company issued phone which is somewhat stupid right not even just somewhat all the way stupid uh, all the way retarded shout out Baton Rouge all the way and um, this podcast is brought to you by Darius Geist the dumb way <laughs> and um I think the the second I guess this would be irony not irony this would be hip 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 hypocrite he's a hypocrite like you he, he always always preaching about you know the lord and, and how much he's a christian and and he's very motivational if you listen to his um if you listen to like his um his interviews and and his, so christians um, don't get to get jokes and whatnot well he's a public figure 
If you're a hidden Christian, if you're just a, 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 a random churchgoer and you do that in your free time, no one's monitoring your phone, one, and you're not a public figure, so no one cares if you get caught, Some if your wife catches you. But if America catches you mm. and you're a public figure they're going in. and you're an avid Christian, they're going in. then you're, not do, you're tripping. You have something wrong with you. I mean, Kurt Franklin had the old, the old porn stuff, so I think it might be something with those highly religious people kind of having something... You know, bottled up on the inside where they're doing some little sexual deviant stuff. It's possible. Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't know where. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure. Look, I'll take Hugh Freeze at UL. So, if UL is looking for another, another head coach, come on, Hugh Freeze. Well, put it like this. If he was a black coach, they wouldn't take him anywhere. They'd take him out and make him go to Grambling. He wouldn't get another job in the SEC or Conference USA, or the Sun Belt, or anything else. He wouldn't get the same justice. It'd carry him, it'd follow him around, and he wouldn't be pulling back up. Um, there's some statistic that has, and I might not, even, I might be wrong about this, but it's probably like 10 or less Division One college football coaches that are black out of like 119 schools. So, I mean, I'm just saying, I just don't think that, yeah, Grant, yeah, I, hopefully you, you just did a, a commercial saying, yeah, we should get... Um, Hugh Freeze to come to UL. Yeah, you still want him in the game, but I just don't think it'd be the same kind of justice with a black coach. You know, it's funny you talk about these 10 black coaches. Can you name them? I think Turner no, Gill was can't. like one. Um, um, Charlie Strong. I, I, can, I, can, I can name a few of them, too. I know you can't name them all. Well, Charlie Strong got juiced, and then like San Jose State has a black. Like, yeah, it's not a lot. Yeah. No, it's not a lot at all. But you know what also I can't do? I can't name aspiring black coaches. I don't know. Oh, well, I so I'm not naming. I'm not naming. Um, who? Corey Raymond. This shot. Got, this I this mean, this podcast is brought to you by Cody Ray. Nah, Corey I'm Raymond. I'm telling you this right nah, now. If there's, if there's if there's a um if there's a choice between Corey Raymond and Hugh Freeze, I'm going Corey Raymond. But that might be the only one that I know. I don't know any black. You like that? Coaches, but so you like how I pulled that one out on the fly. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Um, I did a little research on this, man. We had a, a story about a week ago. No, it was about three weeks ago. One of our friends, and we're just really not going to name him, but he was talking about um this back page fiasco. And uh, he was talking about escort services, and he was just throwing it out there about a whole bunch of things and, and a false advertisement thing that happens on um, Backpage. So when you brought up Hugh Freeze, and um, I did some research, and people were talking about Hugh Freeze on Backpage, Hugh Freeze on Backpage. So I was like, let me go look at Backpage and see like what's the what's the lore. I'm like, oh, this is like Craigslist. It's just people are, they, this is like some kind of, it's just like a sex site or something, right? And um, <laughs> then I'm watching people talking about it. And they said that the look out for the phrase, no AA, right? <laughs> no AA, please. <laughs> what does no AA mean? No, it's not Alcoholics Anonymous. It means... <laughs> No African American men. So at least Hugh Freeze could go get him some some drugs in peace. At least he could order him a prostitute like everybody else. He goes these escort sites. Don't do it on your company issued phone. These escort sites are racist. <laughs> they say no <laughs> black men. Okay, look. And then if you are listening to this podcast, I am about to start a. I'm about to start a some kind of a we're gonna do I don't know some kind of a some kind of research something maybe we'll just get us to sign some signatures and do something of that nature but 
if you ever see a woman try to sell, like, the oldest profession in the book, if she ever out here trying to sell some jobs and she says no African-American men, you call the police on that bitch. All right? <laughs> Do you understand? A, that scum of the earth, bitch. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. A petition. We will sign a petition. To send all these scum of the earth to jail who do not who want to sell them jobs but don't want to sell them to black people. You racist motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I, I'm alone? You don't think that that's you don't think that's wild? No, I just told you I'd rather have Corey Raymond as my coach <laughs> <than you please. laughs> But them, but them um, chicks on on the um, escort site wouldn't even want Corey Raymond because he black. They wouldn't even ask the phone for that man. Oh no! Oh no! Well, how would they know that Corey Raymond? I guess when they pull up. Black phone? I guess when they pull up. I, I guess they wouldn't know, huh? No, would they say? Oh no, no, no. False. Yeah, but I, yeah, and that's that's funny. So if you could false advertise me. Why I can't false that advertise? That is funny. You, I just bust up in that place. Um, this podcast is brought to you by anyone who's ever went to like a some kind of an escort thing, and they said no black people, but you just called it anyway. <laughs> like what they gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by you. That's, that that's is probably why they say no black people because <laughs> they think <laughs> it's a big circle. Nah, I'm straight. I'm I'm coming in. <laughs> I'm coming. But in. you're not you're not you're not gonna take this money though. So you're not gonna. So my money not good here. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm calling the calling them laws. All right, well look, I'm calling. I'm calling them. Calling them I'm calling them laws right now. This I'm is this right is sting operation. I call. <laughs> Speak of a sting operation, I hope Usher didn't go visit no, uh, no none of those escorts. Ooh, let it sting. Let it burn. Let it sting. It's <laughs> The only other thing was one of one of Usher's victims said that his that his uh, his helmet looked like a, a Nestle Crunch. But mm, I, I can't boy, find your helmet looked like a Nestle Crunch. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> That's what you heard. Rocky Road but, ice but, cream. But the escort that it happened with, she claimed that um, hers don't look like a Nestle Crunch at all. Not mine. Yeah. He didn't get it from me. They say or but they say he got burnt by his wife though. His ex. But she's concerned. Quote unquote concerned. And she gonna need them I billions. If, <laughs> I wonder if her chili I wonder if her chili is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that, that was a pun. I wonder if that, that green like I'm just curious how that green must have had tasted to her. If she just kinda like held her breath and swallowed it, or if it was just like she sabered it. I'm curious. Maybe it's like a glucose or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what that green is. Did it taste? I wonder if the green tastes like experiment. Because <laughs> if it's green, it's gonna taste like experiment. It has to, right? Yeah, sure. I'll let you. Feel, I'll let you tell me. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that. The only other thing we was gonna chop it up about was Kevin Hart, but we over the hour mark. I don't want to talk yeah, about right, Kevin Hart. We're actually we're running. We're running a little short. Time, <laughs> so so uh, since we're running short, your Kevin Hart thoughts in ten seconds. Kevin Hart. I think the stupidest thing about Kevin Hart's situation is that he said. It wasn't me. And it reminds me of this song that you hear at every single church fair at St. Edwards, every single family reunion in Louisiana. And this. But if you didn't come out and touch me, then it sure wasn't me. <laughs> right? That's what you're doing? You... No, right. No. You saw him. We saw you, Kevin. But you didn't touch we him. see you in the... 
We see you in the front seat doing you. He was, he was out but there. But that wasn't me. He though. was just kissing though, huh? I'm going to tell you like this. It's funny because we laughing about it, but but Kevin Hart got a pregnant wife. Yeah, that sucks. And it's fucked up. It sucks that they... That's really well, how I feel I, about And that's, that's kind of my same feeling. I feel like it's fucked up that y'all followed him around taking pictures of that man doing stuff. He got to be smarter than that, but it leads me to believe... Like, I was talking about drunk driving recently to somebody. I don't know if I was talking about it on the pod or if I was just talking about it in reality. But I was talking about how drunk drivers are... It's, it sucks to drunk drive and, and you put people in danger. But it's because you're drunk is why you make the bad decision to drunk drive. It's not like... If you were sober, you might say, hey, I probably shouldn't drive right now. I should probably do something rational, like get a driver. But because you're drunk, you drunk drive because drunk messes with your decision making. I feel like he probably had a bunch of drinks and he was at a club because like part of his little comeback was uh, part of his little response was like, it was like, it was Miami. So shit, I actually was leaving the club earlier, like four or five in the morning, whatever, LOL. But um, yeah, I feel like he was drunk. And when he was really drunk, he probably was just, he was doing something that he shouldn't have been doing. He made a bad decision. But the fact that his bad decisions are met with a camera crew following him around trying to catch him doing bad things and then get paid by selling that picture to like TMZ, like that, I don't like that whole, that whole part of our culture that somebody can like, just like a independent snoop can get paid just for following somebody around him. And it's not even just, it's not even just, uh, um, it, it can be anyone. It could be me. Right. And you can sell a like picture. If I see, oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I can sell a picture and I can literally be paparazzi. Mm-hmm. Anybody can be paparazzi. Um, yeah, no, I think it sucks, but I think that, um, just, just like in a whole bunch of other situations that we've talked about in the past, I think that you have to just know the game you're playing. Yeah. You got to know the game you're in. You got to be smarter. You know, and, and, and you do have cameras on you at all time and, you chose that life and you're happy with that life. You could, he, Dave, Kevin Hart could easily do what Dave Chappelle did. And just disappear. It was getting like this and it just disappeared. He could. Just go move to Africa, move to Denver, move to where, Canada, and don't be Kevin Hart no more. Yeah. And then, you know, but you, but he's happy doing what he's doing. So that comes with it. It comes with the territory, man. Well, you know, so, sooner better than later, they're going to be following us around with the, uh, with the cameras, man. Getting us on, getting us on paparazzi. So you better be prepared for it, Raj, because you know I don't want to get caught up in the social media father, man. Well, hey, man, appreciate y'all coming. Check us out again for the Best Friend Weekend podcast. We're gonna be back in y'all neck real, real soon. Whenever some, uh, some, some cool things are happening, we are there to discuss it. I'll let y'all next week. Hey. <laughs>